Welcome to the St. Michael Fall Podcast Series. My name is Mary Lessman, and I'll be leading our meditation today. Our theme this fall is Gifted, Identifying, Developing, and Practicing the Gifts that God Has Given Us. May we offer our gifts joyfully for the sake of the Church and the world. The love of God has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. A reading from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 1, verses 20 to 31. Where is the one who is wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God the world did not know God through wisdom, God decided, through the foolishness of our proclamation, to save those who believe. For Jews demand signs and Greeks desire wisdom, but we proclaim Christ crucified, a stumbling block to the Jews and foolishness to the Gentiles. But to those who are the called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. For God's foolishness is wiser than human wisdom, and God's weakness is stronger than human strength. Consider your own call, brothers and sisters. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, things that are not, to reduce to nothing things that are, so that no one might boast in the presence of God. He is the source of your life in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, in order that, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. Here ends the reading. Throughout this fall podcast series, we will be making our way through Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. So it might be helpful to know a little about the setting into which Paul is writing. Corinth was one of the greatest commercial cities of the ancient world. So it was a wealthy city, and it was a decadent city. So the church in Corinth was a great witness to a way of life that was vastly different than the norm. However, because the church was of Corinth, they struggled with behaviors and priorities that were part of their culture before they became followers of Jesus. Many of these struggles will be addressed by Paul over the coming days and weeks. One of the issues the church in Corinth faced was factions. There were those in the church who claimed Apollos, an Alexandrian intellectual, as their leader. There were those who claimed Peter as their leader, as tradition holds that he may have visited Corinth early to evangelize. And there were those who claimed Paul as their leader. In today's passage, Paul tries to counter this tribalism by contrasting all worldly wisdom, regardless of the leader you give your allegiance, to the wisdom of God. It is said that information is not knowledge, and knowledge is not wisdom. Today, there is a lot of information floating around, too much for us to take in. In a way, today's information overload helps us to seek wisdom in healthier ways than in the past. We know that merely becoming encyclopedic with knowledge does not ensure wisdom. 
We get it when we hear someone say, he's book smart, but he's not people smart. Or she's well read, but she has no common sense. This is a way of saying that information is not knowledge and knowledge is not wisdom. So then what is wisdom? Wisdom is not head knowledge, but the practical application of understanding in our day-to-day lives. It is experiential. We take the experiences of our life and our observance of the lives of others, and we use this to help determine right living. While the wisdom of the world puts us at the center, Christian wisdom puts God at the center. So for Christians, wise living has to do with alignment. It is to bring our lives in alignment with God's ways and precepts. Like our cars, our lives have a propensity to become out of alignment. The world's wisdom can be the potholes and street curbs of life, knocking us out of alignment and messing with our journey toward God. And so we have to continually seek to realign our lives with what we know of God. Which brings us to another aspect of God's wisdom. It does not take us out of or separate us from the world. Wise living means recognizing the brokenness of the world, the skewed priorities, while still charting a life that participates in God's healing work here and now. We don't bury our heads in the sand and wait for some other life. We take the life God has given us, and we work within it to reflect God's love and grace and care for others. The wise life is one of full integration, not segmentation or compartmentalization. We don't get to be one person on Sunday morning and another person the rest of the week. Our lives are to have consistency across our many roles, spouse, parent, employee, colleague. Wisdom thinks about the end, the purpose of life. Wisdom can step out of the moment so as to understand broader implications. And wisdom takes time. In a world that insists on instant gratification, this is a great barrier. Wisdom must be cultivated, one over the length of a life. It's not instant, like cracking open a fortune cookie. Wisdom requires prolonged effort. It is forged in the hard work and sweat and tears of life. As seductive as instant answers are, wisdom is a process of learning and discernment over time. Paul seeks to reassure us that the world's wisdom is not God's wisdom, and that we, as followers of Jesus, should give thanks that God's foolishness is wiser than human wisdom. This is easier said than lived, but it is the call of our discipleship. In God's upside-down economy, may we learn to embrace the wisdom of God that is foolishness to the world. Amen. Please join me as we continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, 
as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Ever-living God, whose will it is that all should come to you through your Son, Jesus Christ, inspire our witness to him, that all may know the power of his forgiveness and the hope of his resurrection, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen.